You are listening to the Fascia Guide, a podcast about the living body, about new research and a new perspective on health, pain and what it means to be alive. The Fascia Guide is a conversation between Hans Bolin, innovator and fascia expert, Per Johansson, doctor of human ecology and historian of science and ideas, and me, Axel Bolin. Something very interesting happened in 2020 that completely changed the way I look at things and the way I understand things. And that was when we, in the fall of 2020, tried to summarize what we have learned about fascia so far. Because during 2020, a lot of articles, a lot of research articles came about fascia as a flow, about hyaluronic acid, about the fluid flow, about uh, interstitium, about how water moves inside of the body. And then... Uh, Camilla, who, who's been, who we have been working with for, for a lot of years, who's been reading research for a lot of years, I think she's categorized about 5,000 fascia articles so far. She wrote an article about fascia as a flow, a new way of understanding how the body works as a whole. And that article, for her, she said that this is like this is like an epiphany. This is a, now I understand things in a different way, or now I realize how much I haven't understood until now. And for me, it was the same way because when we when we learned to understand fascia, we looked at the the fibers and the structures and the way force is transmitted and what happens when you move and so on. And we looked at this this spider's web of things falling around. But when we looked at the the fluid flow and how the flow is actually where everything happens, the flow is what, what absorbs shock, the flow is where cells are trans- transformed, the flow is where all the signals are sent to the different cells and what they should produce and why, that opened up for a new way of understanding both the body's function but also what makes us uh, live and feel and uh, heal and stuff like that. So it's very interesting that you have this flow and it's so central for everything. So if you increase the flow, the posture can change. If you increase the flow, the immune system works better. If you increase the flow, every process in the body actually works a lot better. And that's very interesting because in the last episode, we talked a lot about control and how control is something we strive for. We, we want order, we want to be able to um, predict the future and control the future and control environments and control society and control people and control all aspects of life. But we also said that you can't control flow. And if flow is the, the key element of life, what happens if we try to control it? So I thought we were just going to talk about flow today. And um, Whoever, whoever wants to start, please go ahead. The reason I became uh, interested in, in fascia in the first place was that uh, when I talked to you a lot and realized that uh, uh, fascia necessitates uh, another way of understanding the whole body, the whole, uh, the living body as a whole. Uh, be, because understanding things as living wholes is what I, I was involved in involved with uh, uh, when I was at the uh, Department of Human Ecology at Lund University because ecology is all, all uh, whether it's human ecology or natural ecology or any ecology in a way is um, a matter of flows of various kinds, flows of energy, flows of uh, material, flows of, of, of well, liquids. Uh, um, uh, so 
the the concept of the connection between flow as an actual reality everything thing flows in one way or another the the connection between this and understanding the 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 body was to me sort of intuitively self-evident what was, was what what piqued my interest in fascia was that uh, especially when i learned uh, what you just said um yeah of course of course because uh, regarding ecology i've i've for a very long time I, i've talked a lot about uh, ecological issues in various contexts and and i've always become rather frustrated with people not actually understanding what ecology means because ecology is used as a kind of catch-all term for everything that's good you have ecological food you have ec ecological agriculture and so on and so forth and 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 uh, this misses the the point what you have to understand when it when it comes to ecology is that ecology you are part of maybe i said this in some of the early conversations we had but but ecology means that we are literally integrated into the flow of of life of this mm. planet mm. we can't escape it uh, we eat we we drink we go to the to the to the bathroom and and uh, this means that <laughs> things and liquids flow through us all all the time and we breathe not uh, not to forget breathing is a kind of part of the flow as, as well so we are literally integrated into ecology if you if you think about ecology in this way it becomes which you should uh, it becomes quite natural to understand the living body in terms of flow of course and i, I think this is a, a important to really take a step back and realize how concrete this is because now we're going to talk about the subject of flow and the subject of flow could be it could feel like fluffy or you know it could be um, hard to grasp but if you look at what life actually is because we, we did that we did an, a document called fashion the living body where we discussed the um, main presumptions about modern research and how we look at the body and how we learn to look at the body and then we defined life as all that lives has a flow each living cell or organism has a flow of water energies particles molecules light sound vibration all life requires water since water is the vehicle of life's flow. So each cell has a metabolism which requires a flow into the cell, a flow within the cell and a flow out of the cell. So it's, it's extremely concrete, this idea of flow. It's not just something that's, oh, it's flow or you're in the flow. It's actual flow inside of our bodies all the time. That's the way life works. So it's not, it's extremely concrete. Yes, and it, what's important in what I just said regarding understanding ecology, it means that in order to understand yourself as a living being, you have to understand the ecology in, in which you ex exist. Uh, so you, you can't really separate, separate, separate uh, yourself from your uh, environment. Uh, I was reading just uh, the other day a new book by uh, Neil Tease, who's uh, involved in fascia research. He's professor of pathology at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. He, he, it's so interesting to me because this book uh, has the title Notes on Complexity, a Scientific Theory of Connection, Consciousness, and Being. 
And to, to me, it's quite, uh, in a way, self-evident, but also remarkable that, that an anatomist involved in fascia research ri writes a book, which he doesn't even mention fascia, but it's uh, it, it in the book, but, but it's involved, uh, it, it's about... Uh, um, the complexity of the living world at various levels, from molecular level up to the ecological level. And I would like to cite a couple of paragraphs from this book, because it underlines very clearly and, and eloquently what I just said. Uh, so in, in, in one section here, he he notes first that there are really two ways of understanding the body. One is in, in terms of, of cells and organs, and the other is in terms of, of uh, flow. Uh, uh, and he has a section called the fluid body, which he introduces. Uh, the first paragraph reads like this. If cells are not the de definitive fundamental entities from which all living things arise, then what lies lower down in scale? The fluid body provides one answer. Molecules afloat in aqueous solution. It is commonly known that our bodies are made of large quantities of water, both inside cells and outside them too. The delivery of molecular nutrients to feed our living tissues depends on fluid flow, as does the removal of the molecular waste products of cell metabolism. The way in which biomolecules dynamically interact and arrange themselves also depend on their being suspended in fluids. So what he's saying here in this paragraph is that what he's, em he's emphasizing is, is that you cannot understand what happens at the molecular level without taking the fluid flow into account. Mm. Uh, and and uh, this is easily then magnified, you could say, uh, into an ecological per perspective, because uh, a bit later on he, he writes uh, this, which ties in very well what I just said about ecology. At this, uh, this I quote, at this molecular level, where do we locate the boundaries between our bodies and the world? If, as we considered with cells, we define our sense of physical being as the material that makes it up. Then the boundary of the body is the boundary of where its material ends, uh, extends. Consider someone who lives deep within a forest, totally self-sufficient through the generosity of the natural world. Such a person completely derives their sustenance, the nourishing molecules of food, water and air, from the forest, through foraging, gathering, and hunting. In turn, the molecular waste of such a person's body, carbon dioxide, sweat, urine, feces, is recycled back into the nutrient sources of all the living beings of the forest, from single-cell organisms to the most complex, complex trees and animals. A forest dweller like this person does not merely live in the forest, they are of the forest as well. One paragraph more, quote, Even if we live in a city, the rigidly constructed nature of the engineered environment only conceals the intimate interconnectivity between us and our living world. We breathe out molecules, 
carbon dioxide, and perspire molecules, water, pheromones, and excrete molecules, urine, feces, into the environments around us. And in turn, we eat food that we break down into absorbable molecules, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, breathe in oxygen molecules from the planetary plant mass, and absorb molecules through our skin, either intentionally via skincare products or as part of routine life, since every surface we touch potentially has absorbable molecules on it. Hmm. End quote. Uh, the reason I would, wanted to qu quote this is that what he makes very clear in a few sentences is the connection between what we are really talking about when we talk about and try to understand molecular phenomena phenomena and the connect the connection between this and the larger environment first of all our whole bodies and then one step out so to speak uh, the environment in which we uh, are situated hmm. i like the the thing you said about that the the city hides the connection like the yes. connection is there but we can't see it in the same way because we're so we we are in our mind, we're disconnected from mm. how connected everything is, but it is actually connected. It's just mm. that we can't see it in, the, in that sense because of the, the same way that the person living in the forest is of the forest and part of the forest. We are part of the same ecosystem and part of the same city that we live in, but we don't see it that way. And that's an interesting thing with if you, if you return to the, the subject of flow as well, because the flow is everywhere. You can't it's impossible to deny that the existence of the flow, but we have trained ourselves to not pay attention to it or realize we're in it or or actually if you which we'll probably discuss sooner in the uh, later in the program uh, to use it because you can also use this flow as a way of of uh, increase uh, your life or vitality so it's um it's interesting that it's there, but you don't see it I th yeah and i think I think the 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 biggest problem is how we Th see things is that we are so in into what we call man-made that we have been doing uh, the um, the computers, the uh, the cars, and and uh, transportation and, and airplanes and and everything that we can't really see what is life made, how life is actually working, and what's happening. And um, I think it was interesting to hear yeah, that the the, uh, the forest and and, and uh, because uh, if you see, I don't know if we have so many natural people that that live off the off the nature as as they maybe did before. But if you see Rupert Sheldrake, he, he means that we have biophoton bio fields that we can communicate with and that we are part of. Um, so that's if if you look at the problem to see the problems the, the problem to see the body as a whole it's it's i think it's that we are so into man-made things that we don't see how life is i think it's amazing as to see the, the when 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 you have an embryo and and the embryo starts with just two cells and it 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 reflects and more cells and more cells and I think in is it twelve weeks you have a complete new 
new features. New, yeah, and and it's it's everything is it's made and it's made by vibrations, by uh, electricity, by uh, um, it's so many things that that's that's uh, that's ama- amazing to see how life is, and um, I think the hard the hard way, uh, way to is to see that we are so many things and the body is so so um, complex and easy at the same time. Um. What were your initial thoughts about flow? I think we, we, we talked about it yesterday. I think the, the 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 problem is to see flow is everything. Flow is also a, a concussion that we take up all the the pressure we have in the body. Uh, and um, so that that can be hard to understand the 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 shop shock absorption we have in the body to 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 for instance if you have a car crash or if you uh, whatever you do if you just um, fall the, the the body is 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 can can be shock shock preserving and and go to back to neutral again for those who don't remember this part it's because it's it's actually one of those you know fascinating facts about how the body works it's actually the fluid in the water in the, in the body the, the water in the body the hyaluronic acid in the body that absorbs shock yeah. because the hyaluronic acid is a um, a molecule that changes its vicos- viscosity so it changes its size and its contraction based on the pressure it's under and it can be become very stiff uh, directly so the water becomes hard and it can absorb the shocks so it's not the it's not the fibers it's actually water that absorbs shocks so it, it's also in, so it's the flow that absorbs shock yeah, and, and you, you can help the body by releasing the the shock the body the tension um, and that's that's hard to understand for for many athletes and and that we that we have that kind of function in the body and it's it's easy to heal if you get away from the the original shock the, if for instance if you break a bone or whatever um and it also means that the more the more f- flow you have in your body the, the 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 more it's everything is flowing inside your body the more mobile you are the more flexible you are the better you are absorbing shocks yeah so if you're if you're an athlete for example and you uh, train flexibility you will be better at handling injuries so I think I think, um, but but if if you see a flow and and because when you treat people you 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 try to see where is the where is the stop in the flow and the energy. So and it it can be, it can be, you can the the the, uh, the stop the, the 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 it can it it not it not right right or left right. It could be anywhere. And everything is interconnected. And we are so uh, good at just looking at the shoulder or the foot or the pelvis, or but everything is interconnected. So I think fascia and and flow is another way of of understand that everything is interconnected all the time. And the problem is to when we treat people <laughs> that it is that that way that everything is interconnected. As Lakala Stecko said, you can have a you can have a, 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 a whiplash that actually is in the. You can see it in the foot, in the tissue, and and not just in the neck. Then you understand how the body is reacting reacting to a really hard concussion that the whiplash is. That everything is interconnected. Um, so, 
uh, flow is an interesting. It's it's a it's it's a big picture, and but it's an interesting way to see to see the body. And what what pictures do we have if you if you see everything is interconnecting, is flowing, and you actually, as they said it, the the skeleton is is floating within the body, not 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 stable that that we usually see the the musculoskeletal system. Everything is floating. Yeah, and there's actually um, fluid inside each bone as well. That's also something that we can't really picture that the the bones in the body are actually not hard they are soft on the inside yeah. uh, but we think of them as they are outside of the body in a dead body that's how we look at them so we have we have a problem understanding flow and thinking about flow i think it it's a, has a lot to do with our understanding of bodies coming from studying dead bodies but it also has uh, has to do with uh, how we categorize things in terms of distinct mutually exclusive concepts so uh, if you're a liver cell you can't be a lung cell mm. so you're, you're different by definition and you can all uh, and this is uh, uh, then uh, becomes very clear from a uh, they're not anatomy of, of, of anatomy what shall I call it visual uh, not non-moving anatomy mm. And the, the, the thing the, is that dissection anatomy, the kind of an anatomy you can see by means of dissect, dissecting bodies, uh, that that kind of anatomy ties in very well with a certain way of thinking, which is that we concept, have a ten, tendency, a very strong tendency to conceptualize things in mutually exclusive concepts. And and if you define things in terms of mutually exclusive concepts, there's no room for flow. For mm-hmm. flow means that concepts can change and they are not ever mutually exclusive in reality. And if you think of it, we do this all the time. I heard an interview yesterday with a, um, a footballer who uh, moved from Brazil to Italy when he was 15. So he lived uh, 15 years of his life in Brazil. But now he's got all his football training and his tactics and everything in Italy. He became an Italian citizen and he plays for the Italian national team. And he always gets the question, but are you Brazilian or are you Italian? And it's like, but I, I'm both. In some ways I'm Brazilian, in some ways I'm, I'm Italian. But do you play Brazilian or do you t- play Italian? Well, uh, both. <laughs> so so we, have, we have trouble understanding that a person can be both Brazilian and Italian at the mm. same time. But because we can't really, we can't grasp that either you're Brazilian or Italian. No, but I'm both because I'm, I have some parts that are there and some parts that are there. I'm I'm hundred percent me and I can be both. And mm-hmm. why why do we have, why is this such yeah, an so, issue for yeah, us? So this is probably the most basic reason why it's in uh, uh, so difficult uh, in our usual terms to understand flow and and change. Uh, is, is this conceptual rigidity? We are, we are we have been educated uh, in, uh, and uh, so th- which is really uh, an artificial, an, um, an intellectual artificial construct. This way of thinking, it's mm-hmm. it's it's very powerful in certain ways for for analysis of certain things. We need to straighten out our thoughts in certain ways. It's very powerful, but it's it's not necessarily very tightly connected to reality. 
because it's a way of thinking rather than a way of observing and noting mm. and experiencing things. So, so uh, if you add to this what we, uh, what Hans also emphasized earlier, that we're living or uh, concrete artificial environments, and we are not used to uh, to noting where food comes from or, mm. or, or what way where waste goes and and so on. We are we are we are distanced from the natural environment and this spills over into our thoughts it also spills spills over into our uh, the way we view, view our, our ourselves because we are we are not only distanced from nature we're distanced from our own living bodies which is some so uh, there are many things which conspire to make us make it difficult for us as modern city dwelling human beings to think adequately about uh, what's going on with us. And this is why I'm so very fascinated about this subject, about fascia, because we we can see things when we learn about how fascia works and how fascia, um, how the body is optimized or how it's working better, or what you can do to be more healthy or more vital or more improve your healing, self-healing and so on. But those principles kind of goes and works in everything we do. That's why I think it's so interesting because, for example, we talked about this in the episode about what fascia is and what fascia does and and we talked about the most issues actually comes from an an inhibited flow. So when the flow stops, that builds up problems and the problems, uh, the chain reaction from that inhibited flow leads to different disorders or diseases or, or things like that. But we also mentioned the fascinating thing about how being more alive, like doing things that makes you feel more alive, actually is healthy for you, actually stimulates the the flow in your body. And the flow in your body stimulates vitality. And the vitality and the flow changes the structure of the body to work in a different way. It, it changes the immune system. It changes how nerves uh, transmit signals. It, it The more flow you have, the healthier you are. And that's interesting when you take that into your actions in your life. Because, Hans, you are not only a um, fascia expert in a sense, you're also an innovator. And what's interesting working with you for a lot of years, and also you being my father, so knowing you for all my life, it's interesting to talk flow when it comes to inventions or running an organization or just being just being alive because the same principles go th- goes there if you have inhibited flow in a creative meeting that kind of ruins everything mm. so so how because you, you talk a lot about flow not only when it comes to the body but also when it comes to being uh, an inventor I think I think uh, when we have interconnections, when we have meetings, when we when we uh, interconnect with each other, it's it's really interesting to see where the energy is going. And if you, uh, I have the experience of working with engineers and designers and so on. It's quite interesting to see, just to have a meeting and see what happens when when the when the thought is free and you can follow um, where it's going. So I think that's. Uh, creativity and and to invent things or to to do things it's it's um 
uh, I think everybody in most people are actually have the capacity to do that. Um, I think when I, when I was a teacher, we had a we had a, um, we have a new a new grade system in Sweden that we had in, installed, and, and and everybody said that um, when when they have the the, the best degree, um, that's called um, five degree five of of uh, one one to five, and and um, everybody said that uh, all our students have five. And uh, the one was there was the, the one who was saying it was teachers from 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 kindergarten or from from the age of one to to seven. So what happened? What happened after that? So everybody has the the possibility to think um, creative or to think creative thoughts about themselves, and then then maybe we stop doing that because we have um, we have. Uh, obstacles that we don't you can't say that you can't do that but i think um uh, if if you if you try to um see what's what's flowing what's what's easy in business or in 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 um, when you treat people or when you design things or when you um like we did with with the the, the device that we took for with uh, we, we we built and we manufacturer um, and then you get tremendous results uh, and then that's the way we, we can try to to do um, and it's all it's also it's also about the, it's it's the same with the body it's um, but the, but the thing is that we have learned not to do this not to trust this and that we need to control things so we need to order things so we need to to restrict this chaos and that's that's interesting because i also work with uh, with building organization with management and i remember reading management at university and discussing how um, smaller teams were more flexible because uh, ideas could flow more freely and you can build up a different um a different work environment where where you build up the people instead of building up the structure, or you build a structure where the people can be be uh, um, more more be be larger, be uh, more capable, and you build up the the intelligence and the communication skills and the working skills and the of each employee, and that instead that that would then form the team in a different sense. And it's interesting because if you look back to Gimberto, which we talked about in the last episode. Uh, he said that if you look at the living body, um, you think there are layers. There are no layers. You think there is order. There is chaos. It's organized chaos. Here's a group of cells and here's one cell. And even though it's it's chaotic and full flow, the body is extremely well organized. So I think we have, have uh, mixed up the word order and organized or control and organize because you can organize things in a self-organization way in a decentralized way in a in a way where you build an organization around flow but an organization running on flow in a larger sense requires people to be more conscious or people to be more um, free or capable or 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 it, it requires more of people, and that's interesting because then you can build people up in a different sense. 
the distinction between order and and chaos is interesting because if you if you conceptualize this in the Aristotelian way with mutually as mutually exclusive definitions, then you you can you have either you have order or you have chaos, hmm. and and this is exactly the wrong the the wrong way to try to understand anything which involves flow, which is means it's exactly the wrong way to understand life, and and. Uh, uh, this is uh, precisely what this book I, I quoted by Neil, Neil Tees is about. It's called Notes on Complexity. And there, there's a whole bunch of theoretical uh, advances in, in various, uh, which are, are relevant to all sciences, really, which uh, is often called complexity theory or theories of complexity. And so, so it's no no coincidence that he calls his book "Notes on Complexity." And if 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 you ask me what this book is about, is that it it's about uh, uh, self organization, how order arises out of chaos. Mm -hmm. There was uh, a, a Nobel laureate in in physics, I think, called um, his name was Ilya Prigozhin. He he uh, was one of the first. Who did uh, store, store, uh, who was a pioneer in this uh, ki kind of study where order arises out of chaos, and there are there are there are how very many you can pull out very many examples of uh, in regarding how the body works, where you can uh, understand it most adequately in terms of of uh, uh, flow and how. Uh, uh, self-organization where where the basis is you 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 call it it's called chaos but it's not really chaotic there are various mm. processes which build up com complexity I think going it's a... on all all the time and uh, it's in, uh, regarding organizations it's in, it's interesting to me because I, I i quit my job at lund university about 15 years ago and since then i've done various things among one one uh, among other things i've i've, I've been uh, a consultant in various contexts both both business contexts and government contexts and teaching uh, school educational contexts and i i always bring with me a certain way of thinking whatever the con actual specific context is i bring with me a certain way of thinking which is that i i i, I think in terms of flow I, I think in terms of of interactions i think in in terms of energy how and uh, as hans said regarding meetings meetings how energy you can intuit how energy, <laughs> where where it goes, mm -hmm. in, in meetings and so on. I, 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 and and this is based also on my understanding of of ecology and human ecology. And what's interesting to me is that it, it doesn't really matter uh, what the actual specific context is. The problems are always of the same nature. They always in, 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 have something to do with. Uh, some kind of flow not working as it mm. should, some kind of energies being uh, stopped uh, in ways which they shouldn't be, and and, and certain uh, ideas uh, you can't utter certain ideas, then you're you're well, 
you're you're not perhaps not ostracized literally but you're uh, you're beyond the pale in some way so uh, there there are so many if you're talking about organizations there's so many things which can be understood and also rectified if you're if you think in terms of flows and energy flows rather than in, in terms of of concepts and 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 uh, yeah. yeah i think i think the the problem is um just to see it the body is is doing so many things at the same time and it's it's a complex system but it looks it depends on how you see it, but if you, if you see it in a, in a chemical way, it's you can't understand, you can't explain everything. It's it's, it's too complex. Or, and um, I think I I, I talked to the professor in, in Uppsala about when we did the the one of the things we did when we before we did the frozen shoulder study, is was to have an explanation how a frozen shoulder has been not moving for maybe a year could heal in in minutes. I think the record we had for I think was an expedition I did a, a frozen shoulder on was it ten minutes, six minutes, six minutes, and it, it's uh, with the device we have made, and uh, it was a little bit uh, interesting because he he told me I think it's forty five minutes about different uh, substance or or uh, how they reacted and and. Uh, and uh, molecules and and, 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 <laughs> and I was I was sitting and listening to him for forty five minutes, and I said, "How can it be so f- quick? We can't understand how quick the body is actually communicating." And so w- when you, when you see on on so the thing is we 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 see a frozen shoulder as a frozen shoulder, but maybe it's interconnection some 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 other way yeah, too. <laughs> As a concept, frozen means not movable. Yeah, it's it's, so it's, it's fro- and, fro- and <laughs> can we have some flow in it? <laughs> and we did, and it was healed. So I, I think, I think the the problem is to see, uh, as as many scientists say now, that as the the fascia and the flow is really changing everything because it's so many it's so many things that happen we have a magnetic field in the body we we can communicate uh, the, the fascia can communicate 100, 100 times quicker than, than the nervous system and what's the relation to the fascia system and nervous system and when i, I talked to thomas finley because he had uh, lots of um, he's actually dead now but but he had talked to him uh, four or five years ago because he has in many uh, lectures he had that the fascia has more receptors than the than the muscle musculoskeletal system and and uh, no the, the muscles and um, and um, actually the fascia is communicating 1500 meters per second and i was looking everywhere <laughs> to see where <laughs> where did i get that from from and when i asked him at uh, we had a webinar and asked him but what did you do where did you get the the uh, speed of of fascia communicating from yes it's a natural law it's it's the it's the speed of light in in water the sound in water. This, the, this, the, 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 yeah this yeah. The speed of sound in water so <laughs> so that was so i think uh, many of the scientists are actually seeing fascia they're coming from different ways uh, they're coming from from the lymphatic system they're coming from looking at uh, different uh, issues, uh, diseases, and if you if you if you just look at as 
simple things as flow. So in a in a in a in a in a infl- in, in a inflammatory process, as we have, a, if you have arthritis, it's it's um, it's chronic low-grade inflammation, and you have no flow within that in that tissue as you had in other tissues. And the same is in cancer. The same is in many things that we have. It's it's too little flow. So if you change the flow, can you change the disease? Could you, could, could you change the the uh, the way the, the body is working? And that's that's hard to be to to discuss that with some specialists because they are so into a system looking at the body in a in a. Uh, in a chemical way of look of, of, of communication, but but the but, body but the body is actually chemical because if if you look at for example you, another thing you have studied a lot is uh, golf, yeah. And if you look at a golf swing from a flow perspective, you get a different idea of how it's working than if you look at I seen uh, an app recently that like measures every part of the swing and yeah. the position of the hand and you know all these different steps on when you hit the ball, but but if you so our our way of trying to understand things is maybe not the best way to understand flow because if flow is more of a a state or a feeling or a a way of being than a mechanical process of doing this and this and that to get in this and this and that it it's maybe impossible to understand flow from that sense yeah and yeah and it's if you if you I think it's interesting because it's one one teacher in golf he said that uh, you have three releases. The releases flow, and when you see golf as releases, then it's it's something else. Releases the flow. It's 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 a way of, of of doing things. So I think yes, in 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 a way, in many sports, we're fixed in in looking at a movement that's a flow in in separate parts. And and you 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 can't actually do that. No, and and as you probably uh, realize by now, I'm a, a huge fan of football. That's uh, something I look at a lot and try to understand a lot. And there are like a couple of weeks back, or this weekend maybe it was perhaps there was this amazing goal made made by this Manchester United player, a, a bicycle kick that was mm-hmm. really really aesthetic and beautiful and everything. And then I started like, hmm, what are the best goals? And I I just remember this uh, this one goal made by. Uh, the Arsenal played Jack Wilshere against Norwich uh, a couple of years back, and if you haven't seen it, it might be worth a watch because it's it's when you look at that goal, you have these this team of players who are connecting to each other in a way where they just let the ball go with one touch all the way, and there is a back heel, and there is a deflection, and there is a a quick. Uh, um, twerk of the foot that puts him in this position and all the the, the opposite team they're like what just happened because it's mm. so it's so quick and everything is running like this beautiful um, orchestra where everything is just so connected and then uh, you have the interview afterwards and they say what were you thinking and all the players who ever got that question was like what do you mean <laughs> I I don't think <laughs> <Of course> <laughs> because that that's not and and that's also a way you where you looked at how very 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 good players like for example Lionel Messi when he w- was at his prime uh, he described it as everything slowing down around mm. him so he saw everything in a much he tw- he tweaked time in a sense mm. and he saw and knew not with his eyes but he knew where everyone was. 
he saw what was going to happen with that run over there, with that position over mm-hmm. there. When when that person is moving that knee over there, that means they're going to be in this position in a couple of seconds or nanoseconds, and that means that I can do in this. And, th- and this is how they describe it. They describe a state where they see everything at the same time, and it's more of a state than a mechanics. And the, this, the third thing I, I had in the same, um, because they're going to try a new thing now, um, that's going to be really interesting. They put a body camera on a player mm. uh, in uh, uh, on Yuri Tielemans in place, place for Aston Villa, and it, they put it on them in a, in a practice match. It was not a real match, but a, you know a, a pre-exhibition match or something like that. And they put a camera on his body just to show the audience how extremely quick things are, like how little time they have. And when you understand that how extreme how quick everything is that you have the ball and then people are running at you and, mm. and all of this happening at the same time uh, the idea is that the audience would get a deeper understanding of how how complex this is and how much pressure they're put on and maybe have uh, milder reactions to when they make mistakes so you you, you decrease the, mm. the bad will that there is around the pitch but I, I think Elites athletes is a very interesting way to look at what flow actually is because it's not an it's not an intellectual concept. It's more of a of a state. And what I was thinking about when we talked about this now, because we we can't really understand this in terms of of um, the the our our current way of doing it, but also is flow the desired state that we want to be in. And the inhibited flow, or the, the that's the that's the annoying irritation. That's the flow is what we want and should be in to be as best as we can be. But every time it it inhibits, that's when we are because if you if you work and you're in a flow and everything goes well, but then you have to do something that's not flow, that's inhibited flow, then that affects you in a different way. Is that the desired state flow? Well, that kind of question depends on, on if if we're talking about ourselves, human beings in society, it depends partly on 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 context. But generally, I I would would agree because uh, since life is is flow, then being in in flow that it means being in tune with. Who you are, where you are, what you're doing—that is being being in flow. It's, of course, it's a, the desired, must be the desired state. Generally speaking, but but since we are always interacting with others, uh, uh, it, it doesn't really help if you're in flow and the others are not, which would be very apparent in football <laughs> you have to flow together so so uh, yeah I, I, I would agree I think um, um, I think when we we, we have uh, separate so much of the the way I look at ourselves uh, and and what's happen to us if you if you take the the, the 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 thing you have about the football player or or it's it can it's how we interact and how we do 
maybe football is more like a jazz orchestra. They're interconnecting and they're, they're feeling each other because they, they're, they're so quick and they, they must be in a team. They must be interconnected. Um, th- that's a way of looking at the team and how we're interconnected to each other. And one thing, when, when you look at the body, some, some I can hear them say, oh, my body is not functioning. But to separate the body, mind, and the spirit, that's a way we have been doing for a long time. And uh, I, I, I saw that it, uh, the, the one who started osteopathy, Andrew Steele, uh, he was a self-made man and, and observing everything and, and tried to learn from, an, from another perspective what's happening. I think one of his, child's, his children died in pneumonia and, and the other didn't. And he was, he was so puzzled how it could happen. Um, and then they, uh, he started treating pneumonia uh, by hand to try to make uh, the the um, the immune system to work uh, and and to heal itself. Um, so I think I think just to separate the body, mind, spirit is is a strange way because we're actually feeling things to we're interconnecting on things that we can't explain. If you see, if you see, uh, uh, like jazz, pe- pe- people is really interconnected, playing playing uh, music, and they change, they playing together, and they change the music by listening to each other. Or and everyone knows exactly when to change, even if it wasn't planned. Yeah. So and that's that's a way we we can't really explain. And and if if we, Richard Sheldrake said that, Rupert Sheldrake said that, birds are flying in the in the in the sky. And they are following each other. They must be in the same energy field, because how how they how can they change so quickly? And maybe we are in a in a field of energy, and and um, that's uh, yes, we are we are in a field of energy because we are in Earth, and and the Earth is an energy, energetic field, uh, but we we can't and 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 the body is reacting to it. Um, so when you see. Um, uh, the flow and how it's changing us, uh, both physical and, and, and mental. And maybe that's the way we, the, the fascia can, t- can learn us to see in different ways about ourselves and how we're interconnected and what we can accomplish. Um, because I be, I've been really fascinated about some people that, for instance, Gandhi or or King, or some uh, some other guys that's really changed so many things in short time. But they didn't have internet. <laughs> they, 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 it was <laughs> it's amazing to, that they could gather so many people at the same time, um, and that they, they could change so many things. So I think fascia can uh, fascia and flow and can 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 actually be a way of seeing life made not man-made. What's life and how is life interconnecting? What's life doing? And how is everything working together? I think it's interesting to see just to see birds. We have birds that fly to, to Africa in Sweden. And how did it's it's amazing that they fly so 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 extremely long long way. And um, and they know exactly where they're going yeah. <laughs> and where they should stop. <laughs> they have their plan, yeah, pit stop. Um, yeah, we don't. I'm always stopping in <laughs> south of Germany for lunch on my trip. To yeah, <laughs> uh, we must have a GPS or a map. No, but I think I've maybe it's 
it's about what state you're in. That's the maybe that's the interesting question because if you're in a state of flow, then you act in a different way. And that and if you look at how the what what the body is, what fascia is, and how it reacts to different things, state is very important. Like if you're in a state of of um, when you're comfortable, then you produce different types of hormones, and you it's almost um, um, contagious to be comfortable because if, if you're with someone who's very comfortable with themselves you kind of feel comfortable yourself as well so that state of being comfortable has physical uh, aspects of the body so, so it's not because the body is affected by everything Fascia is affected by thoughts and the environment and the feelings and everything and if you're in a, in a state of relaxation you will heal in a different sense if you're in a state of um, um, relaxation, you will reduce stress uh, and anxieties and things like that. So, so the state is very interested, interesting. And if you look at the state of being in flow, then you act in a different way, and you can be in that that um, pocket of space and time where where time is moving differently, where things happen in a different, different sense. When you notice different things, when all of your senses are triggered in a different way. Like you're on, the, you're you're doing that bicycle kick, or you're in that moment where where everything is like slowing down. You see everything moving in slow motion, and or if you're a writer, you let just the words just are just coming to you. Or when you're lecture, the, the words are just happening there. And what's interesting is when when we're holding a lot of fascia lectures, the state is very important. Like, mm-hmm. what state are we in now, and what state are we as lecturers and the audience in? So. We always work uh, the first, we're usually having lectures of about three or four hours, and we always work in the first hour or hour and a half to get everyone to be in the same state, Mm. because when you're in the same state, things start to happen. Mm. Questions are different, there's a different interaction, there's a different flow in the the subject, there's a different way to learning, and we're... um, Research also shows that we are better learners when we are in a different state of of being comfortable. So it's, it's interesting in that sense too. And and that brings me back to the organization part because if you're building an organization on the flow, that also means that you have to believe in people because then people need to, you need to get people in a state where they can be uh, the most, the best version of themselves. Mm. And you have to believe in people, but if you aim for the other end, like more more control, more bureaucracy, more rules, more methods, more um, internal documents saying this and this and that, or guidelines, etc., then that's not believing in people in the same way. Hmm. Uh, and I, I had this um, also in the same interview. Uh, there was a he explained how his manager works. Because when he comes home as a substitute, uh, they see the manager saying a lot of things to him. And they ask, how much information can you take in when you're about to enter the pitch? How much tactical advice is giving you? No, 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 no tactical advice. He's just saying, this is what has changed from our training ground. This is what I see now that you can do. And if you do this, this will probably happen. That's the main information. And everything else is on the tactical ground uh, or the training ground. Because when you come on the pitch, you can't have too many... You can't be thinking too much. Because... Then you need to, so you have your foundation of how you're going to play and, and how you're going to sort different situations. But then it's important that the player can be in the moment and mm. see things the way they are. And what you have done on the practice ground is what leads up to this moment. Mm. So all the preparation is before, but now you're here, you can't be thinking about that. You need to act 
instinctively and in- intuitively. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, I think, with people in an organization. If you want to get the most out of it, you need to be able to to be present and, and make changes if something happens. Mm-hmm. Because maybe the, the things didn't go as you planned. And then your ability to be in the flow and see new ways of thinking or new ways of doing things in that moment actually is a crucial um, way of doing it. And then you need to build on these principles. Hmm. So I think this, this, is not, this is not just about the body. This is about how we are as human beings. And it's the same principle that goes from, from the smallest level, from, from outside the cell or inside the cell to how, how we run society or organizations in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why uh, complexity theory is so universally, universally relevant to, to, to various fields. The, uh, if researchers could cont- contribute to complexity studies, complexity theory of various kinds come from all kinds of disciplines. So, so it, it's really an overarching per- perspective both uh, theoretically and, and practically. Mm. These days you can mathematically prove uh, many of the things uh, you've you just said, Axel, that that's the way it work works when it works. So what are your best tips for someone who wants to be more in flow? Well, on an individual level, I think it's obvious that you have to to be able to to relax. Hmm. Whatever, how, however you do it, I think there are very very many ways of relaxing, depending on who you are. But but you have to be relaxed; otherwise, it's impossible. You can be relaxed even though you're running or or or, or playing football or hmm. or doing things. Uh, it's not a matter of being passive. But you have to be be uh, men- mentally, you could say, relaxed, not bothered by anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also a matter of trust, because if I, I've been thinking about this a lot. If I trust in myself and my own ability to do things, what 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 is who is to say that I'm not able to come up with that thing I heard in the moment? Because if I'm in that state things I've heard before, things that are stored in my memory can reappear. So I can remember that thing I was thinking about before exactly when I need it, if I'm in that state of flow. So if you trust in yourself and trust in your ability to find solutions when you need to find them, you don't have to prepare in the same way by reading stuff. You need to prepare by by being able to be relaxed in, in that state. Well, I would say you have to, you, uh, depending on what you're doing, you have to n- know know what you're doing too. If you if you're a football player, you 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 will need to know how to play football. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's not easy. Not any anyone. You can't just put anyone on uh, and and say now you're going to play football with these other guys. Mm. It, it, it doesn't work that way, and that, that 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 applies everywhere. You have to have knowledge. You have to have competence. You have to to practice. So mm. uh, w- w- you have to have both practical and and theoretical knowledge about what you're doing, what what the mm. purpose is, and 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 how 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 things work in in your field. You have to have that that knowledge. But w- once you uh, once you have that knowledge, this this knowledge. Uh, 
develops in 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 interactions when you do what you're supposed to do so you you gather experience and and so that's an important part of 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 both both trust in yourself and trust in others and and the ability to improvise and go with the flow without without knowledge you you can't go if let's say you work in ER in the hospital mm-hmm. It's very important to go with the flow when when something very serious and qu- happens very quickly, and you have to you have to trust your ability and your knowledge. You have to have the knowledge, and you also have have to trust the uh, your coworkers that they have no the knowledge and the ability. And, and when everything works as it should, that's an extreme example. But the, we are there are analogies in other 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 fields so so it's not simply a matter of relaxing and going with the flow uh, it, it's it, it, you must know what you're doing as well but given that you know what you're doing uh, you have to be able to to relax and not wor- worry i think you have to be in your own field your own fascia field and your own your own uh, flow and that's unique for every person. So you can't say what you should do. I think the only, all the the, the customers I met and treat, um, one 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 big thing is that uh, maybe it's, they are stuck in some other field, some other thoughts about themselves that they're not good enough for, or um, they don't trust themselves. And that's actually. If you don't trust yourself and you th- you don't think you're good enough, or you don't you're, you don't love yourself, then it's inside yourself. It's not so interesting to be a cell or <laughs> to be a, a complex living system, <laughs> and 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 you don't trust yourself and uh, you don't trust the the uh, the life force that's in in you. So I think it's, if, it's if, if it's, that's the case, knowledge doesn't help. No. So I think it's 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 a case of of trying to. Um, it's different for everybody, but we are unique and we have our own uh, vibrations, and um, we are uh, uh, we look almost the same everybody inside and outside, but we are unique. So um, the journey we're out is to maybe ex- explore yourself or try to understand yourself, and um, and what divine unique person you are. And I think fascia is a really interesting way of, of exploring yourself in that kind of of environment you're in, and to see what's what what, what what's my what what what's uh, what, what's driving me and what's not driving me. And um, usually, good good things or things of of uh, joy, compassion, compassion, uh, love, understanding. Uh, not reacting as pussy things are the way of, of trying to conduct yourself in not going to so much negative things because that's that we get feed off in the media and, and some other places too so, but it's not it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy but that's the that's kind of a comforting thought to end with because if you look at the body and how the body works, if you look at all the processes over there, if you look at how things are reacting, if you look at what you said about um, um, Sir Ken Robinson's lecture on does school kill creativity saying that all the kindergartners has uh, five out of five in creativity, it's this is actually something that we are that's natural to us 
Flow yeah. is natural to us. Creativity is natural to us. So, so it's not something that we maybe should should learn or figure out, but maybe something we should discover instead mm. and find within ourselves. So it's it's a lot of you you have the capacity for this, and that's what's really interesting. Mm. And my hope is that we, by doing things like this, can help people realize their full potential and what they could become because we believe in people.